I remembered to stop it. Welcome to the Get Offset <laughs> Podcast. My name is Emily. And my name is Andrew. And my name is Katie. Welcome. Yeah, today we're here with Katie Kirby, who released one of my personal favorite records of 2021. Hello. Hi. What's up? Hello. Oh, yeah. You know, we're just uh, bright and early uh, in, in Seattle. You're in, you are in Nashville, it sounds like. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm south of Nashville in an area called Woodbine. Yeah, I'm very familiar with what that area looked like about six, seven years ago mm. when I uh, met my husband, because <laughs> he lived in Woodbine. I do not remember the street, but I remember getting very lost trying to find him once because I had no cell reception in Hoodbine. <laughs> Woodbine. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just looked to my left at one point and saw his house. I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Yeah, he just at that point in his life, he was just living in a friend named Erica's attic, and it was quite a time to be alive, quite a time to date in Nashville. Yeah, like 2013, 2014? No, 2015, 2016. 2011, that's when we met. 2011. Yeah, late 2011, yes. Nashville was very different. You weren't even in Nashville then, were you? I didn't show up until 2013. Yeah, so. There was... Yeah, it was already pretty different by then, but not not too different. So, Sweet. it didn't really start to change until twenty fourteen, and then mm-hmm. and then it just it was very accelerated, very accelerated right. change. Start. I think it was twenty fifteen. I was driving an intern at my job back to Belmont, where I went to school and where you went to school, mm-hmm. and I was driving through campus like, what the fuck is this place? It looks so different. Oh yeah. Do you remember the uh, um, the Thai restaurant on Belmont Boulevard, International yeah. Market? That's gone. Um, no, the... oh yeah, I remember that. That was so sad because that was such a great place for cheap eats. It was such a great place. Well, and also I think they moved somewhere nice, so they're they're like well taken care of, I believe. But like Belmont bought that, they turned it into like apparently a very fancy concert hall. I don't know if I'm supposed to know that. I don't think anyone cares. Um, and. Finally, and then we can stop talking about school because it's dumb. But do you remember <laughs> the gas station at the corner the of? K? No, 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 no. That obviously iconic as well. But the other one uh, at the intersection of Wedgwood and Twelfth Avenue South, right as it turns into Edge Hill Boulevard, uh, yeah. that had it's like a little gas station, but it's not a gas station. It's a. It's like a drive-through where you can buy cigarettes and yeah beer, it's like also. um in ohio we called them pony kegs yes oh wow that's an amazing title there's there was one at the corner there that had like an enormous poster of just like someone's very shapely ass in <laughs> a thong but like with a monster energy drink like tucked into the back strap of the thong it was like the monster thong corner colloquially uh when that i was sounds right we, we called it the murder mart corner but then by the time you got there the murder mart was gone mm, yes, monster exactly. energy drink tastes like ass <laughs> yeah is that, is that, nice gone? Ass. is that where the, is that where the story is leading or did you just want to commiserate about that corner with somebody no i mean that corner's gone it's been a smoothie king for the past like oh yeah years. i remember it's driving past it no when i was at belmont my Sophomore year, I lived on the fifth floor of Thrail Kill, 
And I, okay, yeah. and I worked at the library and I found out that there was um, a telescope that you could check out from the library. So I checked out the wow. telescope uh, indefinitely and I just put it in our window and I would just kind of frequently just see what was happening on that corner because I didn't That's have a television. Awesome. Yeah, it was pretty great. It was the best. So I would just see like what's happening at that corner specifically because it was the best people watching. And I would just kind of peek over because the trees were all smaller. I would like, that's when they were doing the construction on the pharmacy building and the nursing school and all that. So that was totally a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And again, since I didn't have a TV, uh, I lo- and just so people know, like Belmont was like a Christian university. And one of the things that they, they had lots of rules about things like opposite gendered people in your room. So again, mm-hmm. didn't have a TV. got very good at sneaking boy into dorm. <laughs> yeah, <what laughs> Among else, other yeah. things. You got to find your own entertainment. There's always backdoor. Yeah. And, and by the time you get to TK, mm-hmm. like that was a mixed gendered uh, dorm. So right. just, yeah, just put them on the elevator. Yeah. No one's like, what are you doing? Who are you? Why are you here? What's up? There's stairs also. Also stairs. As long yes. as you don't interdigitate on the elevator, nobody like, you know. Enter what now? Interdigitate. <laughs> All right. Cool. I, I also went to a private Christian college and that's what we referred to it as instead of just being normal people and calling it holding hands. What? Yeah. Why you got to make it grosser? <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. Wait, where did you go to school, Andrew? Uh, I went to school at Azusa Pacific University down in Southern California. In Santa Barbara? Uh, LA area. LA so area, okay. East of Pasadena, about 20 miles or so. Ooh. Memory serves right on the mileage. I know. Very exciting. Um, it'd take an hour on the bus to get to downtown Pasadena, and since I didn't have a car, that was the best way to go have some fun. Now it's not bad, honestly. Huh. See, I'm the one who was an atheist and chose to go to the Christian University. <laughs> Dang. How was... Yeah. That, that, that doesn't sound particularly fun, but... <laughs> Well, I didn't get into the other big music business program in the country. <laughs> what would have that been at the time? Berkeley? Uh, NYU. Oh, mm. yeah. Well, actually, totally. I did get into Berkeley College of Music, but... Uh, but, like, yeah. Well, the thing is, like, unless you get, like, a full-ride scholarship, mm-hmm. it's not really worth going to Berkeley. No, because you're not getting, like, an, any other kind of education, it seems like. No, and I didn't really want to put all my eggs narrow. in the basket, really. I'm a yeah. pretty functional guitarist. I'm a pretty right. good guitarist. But, yeah. like, I'm not... I don't know. I just thought I'd be bored if that was all I did all day, every day. Forever. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. But, and now I just spend all day writing, copywriting. Playing guitar. See. All right. Uh, so you went to... You went to Belmont. I went mm-hmm. to Belmont. Andrew went to a private Christian college. We all have that in common. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. That's probably the first time it's ever happened. No, actually, it's not. Because uh, we had Sarah Zimmerman on the podcast from Striking Matches, and she also went to Belmont. Yep. And she is oh, really? a very fucking good guitarist. Yes. Very cool. Do you know who she is? No. That name sounds bizarrely familiar for some reason. Yeah, she does a ton of Gibson events. Um, she and her partner, who his name escapes me in striking matches. I, I want to say 
oh, I want to say it starts with a J. Um, they wrote a bunch of songs for that TV show Nashville. Uh, they did an album with T-Bone Burnett. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That contextualizes it for me. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah. Just off the off the charts good. So I guess that's at least the second time this has happened. Okay. But, uh, nice. Alrighty. So Emily, what's, what's new with you? Uh, I replaced the dumb, stupid Jack in this motherfucker right here. And for listeners who have no idea what oh. she's talking about, because <laughs> that leaves a lot open to interpretation. Sorry, there's an audio-only version of this podcast. My Squire <laughs> baritone guitar, there we uh, go. the Jack was kind of falling out of it. And I kind of figured out why the Jack was falling out of it. Watch the video on YouTube, which I'll have launched. Um, so a lot of people complained, were complaining about the Jacks and these baritones. Uh, that they were kind of just not holding, staying in there. And I figured it out. It's just that they didn't drill the hole the right size. <laughs> so um, for mine, I figured out that they were kind of, uh, they had kind of MacGyvered it. They put like a little piece of uh, sheet metal in there that was kind of like catching it to hold the jack itself in place. But the socket around it was just kind of screwed on. Like, hmm. so it was kind of loosey-goosey. So Checked I put up. the electro socket in there. So the electro socket, uh, I drilled holes to secure it. So now it's all secure. And I right. can use a right angle cable with it. I did it myself. Well, there you go. 15 minute fix. That's pretty neat. Yeah. I went to get my tools out of my toolbox and my toolbox was empty. And I'm like, what the fuck? Wait, what? My Someone stole your tools? Empty. No, I just... I didn't put them back. You just have them scattered. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not bad about it. That tracks. But since it's only been two days since we recorded the last episode, Andrew, I have nothing else. Fair about enough. You. Fair enough. What's new with you, Andrew? Um, I've redone my office again. Oh, jeez. Um, okay. Oh, <laughs> he wants to talk about his, his, his Ikea run. This dude went to Ikea and like, I won't ruin his story. Oh, that's right. I almost for How could I forget such an iconic moment? So he didn't forget <laughs> No, so I it was after we recorded the last episode, I was kind of sitting here like cleaning some stuff up and I'm staring at my desk and it's this big old butcher block desk. It's like 61 inches by 30 inches deep. And this room is not large. And I, so for context, so I've got a workbench over here. It was over here. I've got a couch here. It was behind me. So the orange couch is not gone, folks. It is still here. It will be used and enjoyed. Uh, but Flip some furniture around my room and suddenly things felt a lot larger than it did previously where I had felt like I had like 10 square feet to operate in with all the furniture surrounding it. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at the desk and I went, you know what? This is too big for this space. This, this is no longer working. And it was this awkwardly stuck out like three inches too far for me to actually access the drawers on the left side of my workbench. Um, so I went online to Ikea and I'm like, all right, here's the dimension. Like, this is what I can work with size wise and right. let's figure out what we can do for a desk. Turns out they, uh, so I got like a $30 or picked out a $30, uh, just plain desktop. I already had the legs for it laying around oddly enough. Um, and a couple of other shelves and just a couple of other random things. I'm like, all right, Ikea opens tomorrow at nine 30 in the morning. I'm going to get there at nine o'clock, wait in line because that's the only Ikea for the state. There will be a line. Uh, and right. I'm going to start my stopwatch the moment I enter to the moment I step out of the building, try and speed run this in 30 minutes or less. 
And like I, I showed up prepared. Like I had like the the aisle number and bin number for like each of the items I was going for. Totally. Uh, so I love in, doing in, that. in twenty minutes and fifty five seconds, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, in and out, I managed to get everything I needed. Deal with the returns department because I also need to do that. Uh, and then that, the okay, kit- I didn't know that about that part because that's the most impressive part to me. Right, and we'll respectfully to you, Andrew, not impressive on you, impressive on the good workers of Ikea. God bless them. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and it in. certainly helped my case. Uh, so I, was, I showed up at night, like 8.55. I'm like, all right, here like 35 minutes before open. This feels like I have outdone myself and made it this now a waste of time because if I had just showed up at opening and waited in line, it would have been less than 30 minutes net loss. Sure. And then the door started opening at like nine o'clock and someone's like, wait, it, Google says it opens at nine 30. And one of the other guys is like, oh yeah, I'm a regular here. They just don't want you to know that. So the regulars can get in early or something like that. <laughs> but Costco does the exact same thing. <laughs> That's incredible. So I rolled in. It's the shit you learn when you're in your thirties. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it was quite the miraculous run. And then of course to, to just put icing on the cake, I, I needed to also make a potty break because caffeine had kicked in and that's what happens. And okay. I know I'm stop your story there. <laughs> I know the story has to be stopped, but it did happen. So all that to say, I've got a new desk here. I can actually access the left side of my workbench. Uh, I hit a buddy over. We hung up a bunch of shelves. Um, I think you guys can see it. I don't know if it'll show up on the final recording, but I've now got pedals on the shelf to the left of my jazz master, I guess to your right. I'll, I'll try to edit it in. From um, but yeah, so I've actually got stuff that's off the ground out of you're, boxes. I don't know why you're stealing my my whole look, but uh, I mean it's a good look. Whatever. So... Turn off my alarm. <laughs> oh, I thought that was mine. <laughs> it's like the very gentle wake up music. I was like, oh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> that was me. Anyways, um, uh, so yeah, that's what's new with me. I'm looking at like a, a whole wall. I've got some uh, my Taylor Adams art print over to the left. I've got some Star Wars memorabilia off to the right. Um, I've got some more pedals hung up. I've got the uh, listeners, would, I think, will appreciate this. I've got the the Mount Hood. Um, the Yeah, that's a pedal. Um, manufacturing it- model. The, the pedal. The... Goodness, the prototype. There we go. There's the, the word. prototype. You still have got, that? Yeah, I do. So I, I, I pulled works? it out of pulled it out of the box, and so I've got it set up there with a box next to it with everybody's signature on it, and then the the booklet that I sent around for everybody cool. to write in. Yeah, so. that's a great point. That's a great segue into if you want to have special perks with the Get Offset podcast, like perhaps being able to try out the Mount Hood prototype because that's something that all of our Patreon supporters got to do. Check us out on patreon.com slash get offset. If we hit our goal, uh, Andrew will record for our Patreons a, I don't know what, what's the genre that you're doing this shit in metalcore screamo, just something loud in of the wiggles. Yep. Okay. So that's going to happen. Sure. Yeah. I have nothing to do with it, Um, but that's going to be really fun. I'm excited. I don't know what that genre is, but I'm excited to hear it. Expect distorted guitar. Expect me attempting to scream. And uh, <laughs> attempting to scream, I'll make you scream. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that, uh, yeah, that's a one way to support the show. You can also like, comment, subscribe on YouTube, and leave a review on iTunes. Hey, fun stuff. Uh, Katie, what's new with you? Um, in Gear World, I 
rarely have anything to report, but recently I did buy um, a Tysco at a guitar center of all places. Um, a guitar, a Tysco guitar. A Tysco oh, guitar, no. yes. Nice a guitar. Yeah. Um, my my dear friend and, and producer Alberto like picked it up out of the corner and was like, "This is awesome," and also it's very cheap for what it is. And I was like, "Cool." And so. I played around with it and I really liked it. And I was like, I'm going to impulse buy a guitar. I never do this. Yeah. I want to do it. It was like $250. Um, Whoa. Yeah. And it, Those yeah, usually go for like, like four to five, I thought. Yeah, exactly. Well, he was like, this is really nice. You should buy it. It is really cheap. And I said, okay. And so I did. Um, and he was like, I'll like, I'll like intonate it for you. I'll set it up for you. And I was like, thank you for, Yay. thank you for using your powers for me. Um, but I got kind of drunk that night. Um, with a dear friend and came home and he was like in the kitchen, like cradling it on his lap and then had it like set up and it was the best drunk surprise of my life. Oh, yeah. congratulations on your new guitar. Yeah. It's still, That's still needs a little, a little finagling, but, um, yeah, it's How's very, it very pretty. It sounds really nice i haven't it's still kind of like it still needs a couple of things so i haven't gotten to play it very much but it's uh noodly and warm i don't i don't speak about gear all that often but mm -hmm. i would say noodly and warm are the oh. official terms that i can throw out there for sure but you love it i do love it that's what matters i do love it and it's very pretty to be honest which yeah what color is it um, like a sunburst? It's a sunburst, but it has like a plastic, a little plastic pick guard that's like black and silver, but it has like um, flowers on it. Oh, I Which love almost those. gave me a pause. I was like, is it too... Because like, I don't play guitar quite well enough to feel like I can roll up to things with like an axe, as it were. Like yeah. that, that sets like some sort of expectation that like I can shred. Um, but it's like right on the cusp of that. I think it's, it's pretty restrained. You know, I've seen your audio tree session and I, I disagree with you on that one. Um, thank you. Because I, I'm going to tell you the same thing that, so I, I, um, I play guitar at least partially because my mother had a guitar. Mm -hmm. Uh, when I was, when I was basically big enough to, I knew my mother owned a guitar and she didn't really play it a lot growing up. Um, but when I was big enough to basically get my hands around the neck, I begged her to like, let me play it. Give me my first lessons. Uh, she taught me a very like open F C G off to the races. And then, and when the pandemic hit, uh, she needed, she was like talking to me. She's like, I need a hobby. And I said, you just, you have a guitar. You should learn guitar. You should just pick guitar back up. And she said, oh well, someone God. stole my, my tuner and my capo. So if maybe if I had that, I'd play again sure. so i called her bluff i got her tuner and a capo and she, again off to the races and uh she really picked it up and you know a few weeks she ago she was in town and she was playing one of my guitars and and she was kind of feeling kind of frustrated because she's like oh when i'm playing like my guitar at home like i can hit all the notes i'm like yeah but you're moving with such confidence that it's like pretty obvious that you you're playing with such confidence like mm -hmm. if it were your guitar i know that you'd be hitting those notes and when on the audio tree session just like the way you were accompanying yourself you were hitting those notes with confidence you're playing very softly which meant 
your volume was way up, which meant if you hit a wrong note, it would have been pretty obvious and you were hitting the right notes and you were playing with confidence and you were playing very gently. You weren't pushing and pulling. You were playing very steadily. That was good guitar playing, Katie. Thanks, dog. Yeah. Much appreciated. Yeah. Not a lot of people can accompany themselves like that. Mm. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. So I would, I would say you're definitely more than an okay guitarist and, and shredding has so many different definitions. And I, if, if you're defining shredding as like Eddie Van Halen, then right. Not a lot. Nobody, nobody can do When that. I say shredding, I'm usually like, that's a very masculine term for me <laughs> kind yeah. of, or something. I don't know, but yeah, but thank you for saying that. Also, that's lovely. Uh, I don't know anyone who's like learned guitar from their mother. That's like, I, that's, um, that's making me feel very emo kind of. That's beautiful. <laughs> did your it. mom play guitar? Didn't you say that in an interview? No, she did write songs for a while oh, but okay. she, and she can kind of like pick out chords on a piano. Um, yeah. my dad kind of played guitar growing up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I should say I have, I had a family friend who played more electric guitar and I was in guitar yeah. lessons and all my guitar teachers were men, even, especially at Belmont, I should say. Uh, totally. God, I don't know if any of those teachers were still there, but they probably were. Like my guitar teacher at Belmont was, I uh, did not like that guy. My banjo teacher was worse. <laughs> I remember, I remember telling that guy that I like played guitar for eight years by the time I was at Belmont and he was spent this, decided to spend like an hour of one of my lessons teaching me what a hammer on and pull off was. I was really hmm. mad about that. Okay. And then Go I canceled off, I the lessons after that. I was like, this, this yeah. is what's going to be like. Them. Hmm. Oh, I have, I, I have Go been ahead. taking lessons, not a ton. Would just the, this dude's name is Alex Molini. And I, I took lessons from him a bunch during the summer. I stopped recently, but he is, uh, the drummer of Pile, um, if you're familiar with that band, and yeah. is a literal genius. So anyone out there needs guitar lessons that are really, really good, um, he's your boy. Nice. Cool. I, good just hard, hard recommend. Um, but yeah. Sweet. Nice. Oh, one more gear-related thing, and I would love to know your thoughts on this. Um Alberto has had has had this pedal called Julia for a long time that Walrus yep. makes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like he stole it from someone else huh? that you, plays in my band occasionally named Hunt. I play guitars on Cool Dry Place. And then Logan, my other guitar player, has been stealing Alberto's Julia pedal so much that he just bought one. And then our like a secondary drummer named Caleb was like, that sounds amazing. And so now he purchased one and Logan had to talk me out of purchasing one recently. Cause I was like, but they just sound so good and you don't have to do anything about it. Um, but, uh, yeah, th- those are the only two like gear related, um, incidences in my day to day right now. Julia is a really popular pedal. Um, and, and mm-hmm. I think it's a it's a pretty dark sounding pedal. Uh, so if you have a mm-hmm. lot of a lot of other dark sounding pedals, they can kind of make it a little over dark. 
Uh, a chorus right. pedal I really love is the Somersault by Caroline FX, and they're one of our sponsors. This mm. episode of the Get Outside podcast is sponsored by Caroline okay. Guitar Corporation, a company, um, and they're based out of uh, South Carolina. Um, I really love that pedal. I think it's pretty fun and easy to dial in. It's a dual um, chorus and vibrato pedal. Another chorus pedal I like a lot oh, is the Alexander FX Sugar Cube. Prince, I, I would grab it, but Prince is sitting on it. <laughs> Don't want to upset Prince. No, I can't upset Prince. Purple Rain Prince, especially. Um, so that's another one that I I personally like a lot as far as uh, chorus pedals go. Um, but the Julia is like people love that pedal. Why did some? Why did somebody mm. talk you out of buying it? What was the reason against buying it? Well, because the then there would be like three. First of all. <laughs> I have I like I don't use pedals enough to necessarily be like oh, I should drop like over one hundred dollars on any pedal of any kind, um, and also like there's three like our bass player is running his like Alberto's playing bass so that there would be like okay. three instruments running through a Julia uh, at the same time, which just seems like there's no way that that's, <laughs> that's not going to be I think you're going to make some people seasick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, no, no. no, I, no I think that's part for the course for a lot of uh, contemporary worship. <laughs> Julia is like the standard chorus. Really? For CCM right now. Yeah. It's yeah it really is. For, it's for about five years now. Mm. It's like every time I like scroll Instagram, I see, oh, that's a worship guitar players board. Julia, there it is. Yeah, there was a viral no. tweet. There was there was a there was a there was a guitar community viral tweet that was basically like I can tell a lot about your personality based on your pedal board and it was very much like totally. it was essentially boiled down to do you play in church or do you not play in church? <laughs> and if there's a yeah. Julia or like three Strymon pedals on your board, it's like right. you play in church. Yeah. Oh my god. That's great. I can't wait to so tell So that was going to be one of my questions at some point because you uh, I, I've seen the Julia called out in other uh, interviews that you've done before. I'm like, I, I wonder if, like, is that a carryover from past experience with CCM or is that just a happy-go-lucky find just for the gear itself? Because it does sound good on its own. You can't so hate a pedal just because it's CCM. <laughs> well, it, it, Ooh, I've done one. Yeah. Well, you can hate for other reasons, and we can talk about that later offline. So I... No, like, again, I don't, <laughs> I'm, I'm not super in gear world very often. Um, but so to answer your question, no, I had no idea that it was connected to CCM at all. Cool. And that's really funny to me. However, the person who, for, the, per, the like patient zero of, Ooh, I can't say patient. I'm not going to say patient zero as a metaphor right now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Do I need to put the, that out? <laughs> no, that's fine. I self-corrected. Um, <laughs> um, so Hunt, who was the first person who had one of these, and we were like, damn, that sounds really cool, uh, did grow up playing in church to some extent. I know as like an electric guitar player. So that does add up and I'm really mad about it to be honest, but that's hilarious. Um, wow. Wow. Yeah, that'll, that'll check out. That checks out. Checks out Thanks. a little bit. <laughs> that's hilarious. Wow. We can talk about more gear things if you want to. It doesn't have to be one last gear thing. I know Andrew um, wanted to talk about some upcoming gear things. I don't particularly because... Well, the only thing that's been released as of like now, Andrew, 
uh-huh. is the uh, Old Blood Noise pedal, the yep. reverb. Yep. Which is the... Please? Or is it something to do with daylight? <laughs> the sunlight. <laughs> there we go. I saw something about, like, as I was going to sleep last night, I'm like, oh, I'll watch that in the morning. And then I Well, that's it. because it was released at midnight. The sunlight. I love old blood noise endeavors. I have heartburn at 8 in the morning. I hate it. Uh, so, the sunlight, $209, is a dynamic reverb pedal. Uh... I think the big thing is that like it'll hold out each note until the next note. So that's pretty Mm. neat. It's almost like, um, almost like ducking dynamic sensitivity, (laughs) dynamic sensitivity and decay knob for reverb feedback to create enveloping infinite reverb tape comb and pass modes. To apply wobbling, vibrato, stacked, resonant delays, or random. I can't wait to play this. I'm gonna get one. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna send me one. I just was not nice. part of the launch. That sounds fun, and it sounds like it'd be interestingly particulate, Art- articulate. That's the word I'm looking for for like a reverb, like for a, for a type of effect that tends to be so washy. If it's gonna like mm. cut for each note, I, I think that yeah. could be really interesting for ambient i yeah i think it could i think it could be more um versatile than some things that are otherwise used for ambient ambiance ambient music um i still think it's going to be better for things that uh have a lot of space between the notes uh but i'm excited i'm excited for it it's not going to be a sunday crush uh okay that's that's my band uh sunday crush kind of pedal probably but maybe it could work on some songs. Um, yeah, I'm excited if, to try that. If nothing else, that definitely sounds like, you know, edible and chill on a Thursday yeah. night vibe with that. Yeah. But. So I already talked about we were uh, we're sponsored by Caroline Guitar Company. And the reason yeah. that I have to read the uh, the uh, the um, the spots, Katie, is because uh and i haven't really disclosed this we're not getting any financial compensation because of uh for the sponsorship and i feel like this is actually kind of funny i have talked before about um this guitar i've released a video about this guitar katie in the chat i'm going to put a link i don't know if you'll be able to click this link but uh my friend philippe from caroline is actually the one who is helping me refinish what I have named the cloud titty guitar or the cloud should not have gone to Prince's guitar. Whoa. Extremely cloud titties. <laughs> That's honestly like, it's silly. It's a very silly. That's like, that's some like good. That's some gear nonsense, like of the highest order, but it's like really beautiful to look at where like kind of, I can't, I can't leave it like this. No, I mean, I don't I, think you should, but just like, you know, mad. It's been documented for the job. historical archives and that's probably good I've, enough. Right. For society. I have had, I've had my, my sunflower garden photo shoot with this guitar. My friend and I did our posing. We, I have a great picture 
of some bong rips with this guitar. I, she's got lighting shooting out of her butthole, Katie. She really does, unfortunately. Yeah. Mine is that, been there. Who amongst us is not? Is what I was just say. Static electricity does some very strange things sometimes. The guitar was also signed by Kix Brooks and Ronnie Dunn. So, yeah. So uh, that's why this guitar is sponsored. That's why this podcast is sponsored by the Caroline Guitar Company. Cats out of the bag. I've known about this for a little bit. I've just been cracking yeah. up. <laughs> I love that Philippe was like, yeah, I got you. Let's do it. Well, the thing is, it kind of happened organically. But uh, that's that's all I'm going to – it's, it's, it's a journey. I'm giving this guitar a new life because it had been sitting in Carter Vintage – Mm-hmm. for three years people have been giving me Whoa. so much shit about repainting this guitar people are mad that i'm repainting this guitar why do i don't know have other things to I be tell mad them. about My God. i tell them Nashville's probably like one of the biggest cities you go to if you want to buy a guitar and carter vintage is one of the most trafficked guitar stores for people who want to buy a guitar right if not you who like who yeah yes absolutely great point people had three Three years to buy this guitar as it was. If they wanted to appreciate and love it for what it was. Yeah. I'm saving it. I'm pulling History it from. has had its chance, yeah. It has chance. There's also some I know really it's, weird uh, stuff going on on the inside. What I know up, it's Andrew? probably too late to do this, but what it, I think just to respond to everybody who's upset, it could have been fun to live stream just taking a heat gun. Oh, no, I'm not taking the paint off. Uh, the person who's painting it is. Right. I asked, I asked him to send pictures of the process, and he said, what kind of pictures? And I said, sexy pictures. Oh, that's mm. no, that open to interpretation. <laughs> sure is. Sexy pictures. Get I that email want... back and definitely like, it's just being him. All right. I want, I want him on a bearskin rug, stripping the paint off of this guitar. <laughs> um, no. Oh, uh, like, so... a, like a grizzly bear. All right. There we go. I'm sorry. I heard bear skin and I got really confused. Oh, and, bear uh, with an A-R-E. Yeah, I got your back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> homonyms. It's one of my favorite 30 Rock jokes was uh, that game show, Homonym. <laughs> there was a game show <laughs> called Homonym where someone would say a word and then the person would try to guess which word it was, like the definition, and they were always wrong. <laughs> and that was the premise of the game. That's so funny. I yeah. forget. There's so much going on in 30 Rock that was just lost. In my the memory. joke density was off the charts. Uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, let's talk about, let's talk about, uh, cool, dry place, I guess. Yeah. Is that what you want to talk about? You want to talk sure. about that? your record? I'm down. Yeah. So it's I a, it's it a great well. record. Um, I found out about the record cause I saw a tweet by you in my timeline for some reason. I was not following you <laughs> and I will be honest. I thought you were the other Katie Kirby from Nashville and I was confused. I love Ronda Records. Yes. Yeah. I was confused by the premise of the tweet, which was that you released a rap record many of the songs that you wrote in college and i thought i thought katie kirby was much older (laughs) right exactly (laughs) um a very fun fact is when i was in college i think i was a sophomore and i was on twitter we like followed each other because we were like oh haha you're the other katie kirby in nashville and like followed each other on twitter and i think instagram and for some reason because i was a fresh-faced like 20 year old or 19 year old or something 
um, I was like, we should get coffee and like DM'd her. And we did. And she was like extremely lovely. Um, and like kind of gave me some like really good life advice. Um, and turned out we are, she grew up like in a town called Friendswood. That's like 20 minutes from where I grew up in Pearland. Whoa. I know, but we're not related at all. We're very, very confident of that. That makes it weirder that you're not related at all. I know. Yeah. But she rules. Just like huge shout out to the other Katie Kirby. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I was at the record. I was like, damn, this is very good. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate good uh, lyrical content and uh, the record's really just chock full of it. Thank you. So I always love um, like playfulness in lyrics. Like there, there's lines in that record that are just uh, smart and funny that are not like overly funny. I, I think I, I chuckled the first time I realized listening to Fireman about the the line about uh, you can't pen him down because he's got a tail that he can oh. make fall off. I like that one. Thank you. Honestly, I went back and forth on that one for a while because a couple of people were like, "What?" Um, yeah, no, thanks for saying that. No, yeah. <laughs> I, I chuckled at that one. And, you know, it, it's it's very rare, I think, that uh, a song can, can go from being, like, so many songs on that record can go from being devastating to kind of funny within the same song. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot to appreciate in those, like, on subsequent listens, Thanks. too. So, yeah. a lot of depth, a lot, lot to listen to in 28 minutes on multiple yep. go-throughs. It's a tight, tight 28. <laughs> but that's fine. You know, I'd rather have a tight 28 than uh, meandering 35. Sure. Totally. Yeah, totally. So Andrew listened to it for uh, a couple go-throughs last night, I think. One go-through. I had to get to sleep at a reasonable time. And I Again, tight 28. But I, I did listen to that and also listened to uh, uh, one of the podcasts that you've been on yeah. as well and um, read a couple of articles, so. I did some some last minute research. I admit. Oh no worries. I don't know yeah. anything about you. We're <laughs> <laughs> totally square. Um, yeah, no. So I was going through all of it. And I think um, no, I was really struck by kind of your musical journey as as an artist, and uh, interested to hear more about what that musical journey has looked like from just a more of a culture perspective and less of a music mechanic perspective but i mean coming up from a church background i also come from church background and just kind of that how that journey has carried over i think is really fascinating Uh, especially with like some of the lyrical content and super open and open-ended question here is (laughs) tell me more about that i want to know totally i mean i want to hear your story uh I don't know if I've got like a whole story in response to that, but I do have like a couple of vignettes. If that floats your boat. Um, totally. We love vignettes. We, I, uh, dude, I love vignette. Goddamn. Um, I didn't grow up listening to very much secular music. There are a couple mm-hmm. of artists. I think probably both live in Nashville, honestly, um, that are like really, really good songwriters um, that my mom would play in the car, I recall. And like, looking back, those 
there's like a handful of those that are really good that like Andrew Peterson is this like random Christian singer songwriter guy still lives in Nashville. I think his son's like my age, but he's like this very, very smart. And like, like you mentioned, it's like sort of like kind of can turn funny, like on a dime. Um, he's just really, really good. And like, in like a craftsman craftsman craftsman-y way. Um, and so I, I'm really glad that that was like at least one thing that was around when I was growing up that, sort of was a nice uh sort of like clear depiction of like songwriting mechanics sort of um and i think i got an ipod when i was like 15 and uh have like a very loving relationship with the free itunes singles um Mm. because of that because i just didn't know what i wanted to listen to um but yeah i don't i i don't know how like culturally or personally i could necessarily connect back to worship music right now um but it's it's definitely in there i guess <laughs> sure um it's all so, yeah totally Sorry, i, I think ahead. it's actually really funny that you call it the free itunes singles i, I had a yeah ipod as well and uh, my mom was of the only christian music variety mm-hmm. uh, at the time my dad of course snuck um without consulting her so uh, 90s grunge some some Pearl right. Jam, some Nirvana, and some Soundgarden. Um, Just and, Seattle music, Seattle music right, only. <laughs> right, um, which he was. He's not even from here. But uh, the iTunes singles part was how I discovered other artists as well. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, um, it was one of those like on the computer. I can just quick download that, hide it on my iPod, and, and keep moving because oh. it's not like my mom's like, "Hand me your iPod. What have you downloaded?" Um, and yeah, so I mean, that's how I discovered like Ed Sheeran. And, a handful of other artists is just the free singles and oh my oh. god ed sheeran you sorry yeah i downloaded uh the a-team back no in like no it's, it's it's that i'm thinking it just reminded me that you're much younger than i am is what happened right there like 2011 because ed um, sheeran hit when i was like out of college i was like oh geez yeah no it just <laughs> reminded me well, I just remember like oh it's a song about like drugs and prostitutes and my mom would be no horrified. sex workers Second yes, movie. there we okay. go. There we go. Uh, um, whoa, yeah. Thank you for the correction on that. Uh, so yeah, no. So I think that's a very interesting detail in terms of like access to the quote unquote outside world of the bubble that I was in. Oh, totally. Also, I just I just keep saying this. And I want to speak it into existence in this context as well, if I can. Mm-hmm. I would love if there's someone out there that wants to make a podcast about like the internal politics of like who got free iTunes singles at the time. I would listen to that personally. I want to know so bad because there must have been so much. Surely there was so much intrigue over like how Sarah Burrell's like got that or like Ed Sheeran. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't yeah. an accident. I want to know. I want to know the drama. I imagine I'm pretty it- sure they're li- that there must have been some big uh i suspect their labels paid for it totally yeah yeah 
I suspect there was a big marketing and yeah. PR but like who at iTunes was like brokering that specifically? Yeah. I don't know. That's that. It's probably very boring, <laughs> but it sounds you know, interesting it, to me. It usually is. I bet there, I bet there was a lot of internal like drama. I bet you know it wasn't just one person who got free reign, mm-hmm. and I bet there was a lot of like angry people about it. I, I love hearing like A and R A R uh, Arts Repertoire drama uh, mm-hmm. at those meetings. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I. I worked for someone after he worked for L.A. Reed and just mm-hmm. like how much L.A. Reed ruined this man. <laughs> like I, L.A. Reed was just apparently just such a horrible person. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I'm, I'm now imagining like this, like Apple program, man- like a senior program manager or something at Apple that initially like signed on to work on Safari or one of the other products and got relegated over to iTunes after making a mistake and is now just stuck is like, this is part of their program is just like interfacing with record companies and they never had any interest in music to begin with. And that's just how they landed at Apple. Yeah. Well, I that, that, never that's got like program. How- so, but I mean, it was the first one to uh, consolidate music from different record labels onto yep. a device because previously <laughs> record labels have been just trying to kind of do their own thing and it never really clicked. Uh, and then Apple yeah, right. was the first one to kind of do uh, something that kind of brokered everything together in a way that clicked with consumers um, yep. and a product and MP3 player. So it wasn't, it was never that iTunes was the best. It was just that they were kind of the first that, that bridged a gap. Mm-hmm. And then we were stuck with a shitty interface for the rest of eternity. Yeah. And then I had got the joy of like uh, cruising Kazaa and thinking I was downloading Fiona Apple songs when it was definitely not Fiona Apple songs. Dang. Giving my grandfather uh, computer viruses. Whoops. Whoops. (laughs) Sorry, Papa. Do you call him Papa? Uh, Papa. Okay. <laughs> he was Pawpaw. Pawpaw. He was Southern. Paw, Nana and Pawpaw. Nana Big and Al. He had a voice like Foghorn Leghorn. Oh my God. I love Foghorn Leghorn's voice. It's Not odd. even an exaggeration. Just a, li- just a little bit more country and a little bit less regal of, his, of an accent. And if that Foghorn was Leghorn like, takes his time with his oh, drawl. Yeah. It's yeah, I he's not in any rush. That was Big Al. Well, you know, Emily, what we, what you gotta do over there? Nah, I can't do it. Can't do it. It was a noble effort. <laughs> you know, <laughs> first you gotta start smoking when you're twelve. Step one. <laughs> yeah. Step two. Grow up during the de- Great Depression. Sorry. Uh, God, no. He was. He was. He died a couple years ago, and he was seventy-nine. I think he was born in thirty. What year is Superman? Year Superman of first Superman. The ways you remember how nineteen thirty-eight. Okay, nice. Yeah, so a little, a little bit post. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He had a pet squirrel he named Cuddy. Slept in the bed with him. Oh my god. That's some country shit. That is some country shit. Well, I feel like it's more country shit if you just eat the squirrel. Well. But also. Plenty of of that. 
touching. What? And that's why this we don't is... ask about the possum. <laughs> I actually love possum. Um, you got a problem with eating possum? Uh, no, although that just now thinking of eating possum that reminds me of a uh, of a poster that was up in the youth group room at my church, which is the a roadkill cafe poster. Just it just said like roadkill cafe, you kill it, we grill it. That's pretty funny. It's like a really strange, like I don't know what happened to it. I don't know where it came from. I just like Oops. vividly remember that. Did you know that pigeons are technically feral and not wild animals? Like they're feral. They because they used to be kept on rooftops in New York to be oh, like right, consumed right. like chickens. Hmm. Okay. That's what they grow so fast. That's why you never see a baby pigeon because they just get to age so quickly so you can eat them. Hmm. Apparently they're delicious. My sister-in-law is um, a culinary expert professionally. Good. She told me this. Good and I believe her. Sounds like, so the at, like the culinary institute roll tight or something. What? No, she's, she's a pastry chef. <laughs> um, so... Tell me if I'm if I'm pressing too hard. If this isn't worth talking about at the moment, I'm curious. Yeah. Uh, in like a deconstruction sort of perspective of like exiting the CCM world and getting into the the forbidden fruit of the secular world. Um, what was like? What was that like for you as an artist? Kind of like step away from that and like dig in uh, in terms of like um, less interested in like wanting like hearing backlash and more interested about like what it was like to what that was like for a first time experience as someone who didn't experience it growing up and what it was like to navigate that world. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like it wasn't ever like entirely forbidden fruit, I guess, like secular music. It just mm-hmm. like wasn't around. Gotcha. Uh, and my par- parents don't listen to non or didn't at least listen to secular music growing up really. Except for like, you know, James Taylor, which everybody's <laughs> like white parents at least, yep. uh, you know, generally are into to some extent. Um, but that doesn't count. But so it, there was nothing like super forbidden about it. It just wasn't around. And so whenever I started attending and I, and I didn't have like a ton of like other people in my life who mm-hmm. were like showing me new music before I got to college, there's definitely a handful and they're very important. But, um, whenever I got to Belmont, I just kind of realized like how little I know about like classic rock. Um, and now I have just sort of absorbed a bunch of that knowledge from knowing boys and people. Boys love to introduce women to the replacements. Actually, another, <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. Um, another, <laughs> a, like a girlfriend of mine um, introduced me to the replacements. And I think the last song that we covered, <laughs> yeah. the last song that we played like live as a band before the pandemic hit was Swing and Party, nice. uh, which is a very easy thing to cover because, you know, it's not that hard to sing prettier than. There was actually a girlfriend who introduced me to the replacements also. Yeah, they, I mean, they fucking rule. Um, yeah, they do. <laughs> it's, me- yeah, but, uh, no, but totally, but it's now, now it's just like, oh, uh, well, now I just know so goddamn much about Bob Dylan that I never 
wanted to know. God bless him. <laughs> and yeah, Wilco or whatever. Um, although I do love Wilco. I don't know. Guided by just, Voice is another one that guys like to introduce girls to. Yes, absolutely. Um, a so gal pal of mine showed me um, Lamb Chop, and that was a revelation this past year. I used to see Kurt Wagner at the – it's now a Kroger, the Harris Teeter in – it was a Harris Teeter at the time in Hillsborough Village. I used to see him there all the time. So I miss Harris Teeter, honestly. I have this Harris Teeter, the one oh, by yeah. Brown's Diner, though. Uh, the Kroger by mm-hmm. Brown's Diner. You used to see him there, uh, Buddy, and uh, Jim Lauderdale. Sick. All the time. <laughs> That's so um, I would see Buddy there. Hey, hey Buddy! Be like, Hi. <laughs> I forget about Brown's Diner. I'm going to go back there while That's I'm in town. Um, I think I can saw... you still smoke inside there? Asking for a friend. Who's me? I don't know. If anywhere. Yeah, that's kind of my, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. If anywhere. I'll check it out uh, and I would back. go there with my roommate, Dan. And, man, Dan loved to put his foot in his mouth in restaurants. Once we went to Prince's and he asked for, he's like, can I get a medium? But can you make sure it's a real medium? Last time I got a medium and it was pretty mild. And this man barely made it back to the house before he <laughs> he just that is he trust. he oh did he he threw the car in park, threw the door open, ran to the house and ran straight to the bathroom with the car running. <laughs> like he barely Bless made him. it back. But in Brown's Diner, he was like, "Can you just can I get a burger?" But instead of putting, I, you know, you usually put the toppings on the bottom. Can you just? I just like, yeah, I really would have like he just wanted it when he wanted. I respect it. I'm like, Brown's nope. Diner, not Red Robin. <laughs> Uh-uh. Dan. Dan. Asking uh, for trouble. Asking for trouble, yeah. I'm like, Don't oh, piss off the people that make your food. These these I'm like, Dan, yeah. these burgers are two dollars and fifteen cents. Yeah, no. You don't, you don't get to say if it you want to rearrange it yourself after it's made it to your table, that's oh, why? don't ask fine. for substitutions, just ask for it not to be raw in the middle. Um yeah. don't ask for much. Yeah. Um I I mean I have some uh some questions about the records and comments. Um, uh, you, you talk in some interviews, um, Andrew's talking about some other questions about the CCM background. You talk a little bit more about being inspired melodically by CCM. I think that kind of stuff just gets sort of ingrained in you and you, mm-hmm. you kind of gravitate toward melodies and harmonies. Um, do, do you, We were talking about the Beatles a little bit earlier because your producer came in and grabbed some book about the Beatles. Mm -hmm. Us and the Beatles, I know they do a lot. And I was wondering if this was kind of your idea or if this was even intentional. The Beatles would do things like they'll sing about breaking glass and then you'll hear glass break. Uh, I'm just blanking on song title right now. Oh, Um, Juniper. No, Juniper. Juniper. Um, There's a line... Uh, the difference between lightning, rain, and thunder. And then you sing in thunder again. And those harmonies are so tight, it almost sounds staticky. Was that intentional? Mm, or no. was that just a happy? Okay. Not going to lie. But there is a breaking glass sound at the end of eyelids, um, which yeah. goes right into Juniper. And that was Logan's idea, I believe, whom is obsessed with the Beatles. <laughs> like the most obsessed. I know so nice. much about the Beatles because I have known him for five years. Nice. It makes me very upset sometimes. Just 
all this knowledge in my brain I never asked for. You know? <laughs> like that episode of 30 Rock where uh, Liz Lemon keeps saying things like about the Kardashian. And she's like, why do I know that? You know what I'm talking <laughs> yes. about? It's like a yes, little bit of a recurring bit. It's very yeah. much like that. I get that. Yeah. But um, that's, yeah, non-intentional, very cool moment. Um, and then there, there, there are other kind of recurring themes. There's a lyric theme, lyrical recurring theme about oranges. It does happen twice on the Total record. accident. It's a cute accident. I know. Yeah, it's adorable. It's like fruit gets referenced so much. Like what's going on with my brain there? I have no idea why. I wrote those songs like years apart, I think. Really? Yeah. I mean, like one, the, the, one of the, so both of them, I guess, are based on things that just occurred naturally. Um, Bought my friend some fruit once when he was very sick because, you know, we were like 19 and uh, he didn't have things that weren't ramen noodles in his house. And so I went to the Harris Teeter and brought him back like a variety bag of fruit and oranges and stuff. So that was just that in Tap Twice. Um, in Cool Dry Place, I was writing a little bit about um, this person that I had toured with. And while we were touring, it was very short, but like someone had brought like a bag of little mandarin oranges. And like every like hour or 90 minutes or so, like I would like open one up and like pass around pieces individually to like the four people in the car and that's how I learned that there were like 10 segments in an orange because it was never even and I did that so many times I don't know that's but so like not really I don't know they're just I I eat oranges sometimes in my life is the answer to that (laughs) question but now that now now I know there are 10 pieces in an orange yeah there really are it's like remarkably consistent yeah that's interesting. Now yeah. I'm going to, that's just going to be a thing I know. Yeah. Because you have it in a song. Yeah. Why do I know Beyond Be on Jeopardy yeah. someday. Yeah. Bing. Bing. I hope so. <laughs> God. Maybe, totally. maybe Seattle Light, uh, Ken Jennings will be hosting or something. Totally. Totally. Well, um, I want to be respectful of your time. I'm sure you're busy, uh, getting ready for tour. Um, Anything you want to shout out? I know you're going on tour. I know that some of a, a couple of those dates still have some tickets available, but it's a couple. Yeah, a couple of them do. Um, they are all vax required and mask required, except for where it, that is illegal um, in various states. <sighs> yeah. But I mean, honestly, please be cool. I guess if we're yeah. in one of those states, anyway. Um, but I. I do think there's like a handful that are, are not sold out. Um, I can pull it up and look. As but of, yeah. Come as of recording hang. this, let me pull that up for you. Just to, oh. The dates that are still available as of recording. Oh my God. No, that's not. I don't have it. I can't find it. Sorry. Anyways, to all the listeners out there, I. Strong recommend. Just look up the tour and see what the the closest uh, city is for you. Ah, Louisville, Kentucky, Headliner and Music Hall, Cincinnati, Ohio. That's where I'm from. Motor Pub, free show. I love the motor. Yes. I think Uh, we... 
I don't know if I've played there before, but yeah, I really like Cincinnati. And Cincinnati's actually a really cool place. I do you like yeah. ice cream? Yes. I recommend getting some Grater's ice cream while you're there. Okay, noted. I absolutely will. Yeah. Um, Millville, Pennsylvania, Detroit, Madison, Wisconsin, Chicago, Illinois, Minneapolis, Spokane, Seattle. I thought Tacoma was... I think Tacoma's actually sold out by now. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah. Check out some of these shows. Lots are sold out, actually. Um, And... The record's available wherever fine records are available. This is true. Buying records is always recommended. I bought yes, it. Yes, big fan. Thanks. Um, <laughs> and thank you so much, Katie. Always nice to meet new people. And um, to everyone out there, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for understanding. Until next time, my name is Emily. My name is Andrew. That's oh, and Katie. I'm Katie. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>